Volume Three, Chapter Eleven of Gwen Wynn. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Gwen Wynn, A Romance of the Why by Main Reed. Volume Three, Chapter Eleven. A Cheerful Kitchen. Of all the domestics turned adrift from Langoran, one alone interests us, Joseph Preece, Old Joe, as his young mistress used familiarly to call him. As young Wingate has made his mother aware, Joe has moved into the house formerly inhabited by Coracle Dick, so far changing places with the poacher, who now occupies the lodge in which the old man erewhile lived as one of the retainers of the Wynne family. Beyond this the exchange has not extended. Richard Dempsey, under the new regime at Langoran, has been promoted to higher office than was ever held by Joseph Preece, who, on the other hand, has neither turned poacher nor intends doing so instead the versatile joseph as if to keep up his character for versatility has taken to a new calling altogether that of basket-making with the construction of bird-cages and other kinds of wicker-work rather is it the resumption of an old business to which he had been brought up but abandoned long years agone on entering the service of squire wynne having considerable skill in this textile trade he hopes in his old age to make it maintain him only in part for thanks to the generosity of his former master and more still that of his late mistress joe has laid by a little pecunium nearly enough for his needs so that in truth he has taken to the wicker working less from necessity than for the sake of having something to do the old man of many metiers has never led an idle life and dislikes leading it it is not by any accident he has drifted into the domicile late in the occupation of dick dempsey though dick had nothing to do with it the poacher himself was but a week-to-week -week tenant and of course cleared out soon as obtaining his promotion then the place being to let at a low rent the ex-charon saw it would suit him all the better because of a wither-bed belonging to the same landlord which was to let at the same time this last being at the mouth of the dingle in which the solitary dwelling stands and promising a convenient supply of the raw material for his projected manufacture he has taken a lease of it along with the house under his predecessor the premises having fallen into dilapidation almost ruin the old boatman had a bargain of them on condition of his doing the repairs he has done them made the roof watertight given the walls a coat of plaster and whitewash laid a new floor in short rendered the house habitable and fairly comfortable among other improvements he has partitioned off a second sleeping apartment and not only plastered but papered it more still neatly and tastefully furnished it the furniture consisting of an iron bedstead painted emerald green with brass knobs a new washstand 
a dressing-table with mahogany-framed glass on top, three cane-chairs, a towel-horse, and other etceteras. For himself? No, he has a bedroom besides, and this, by the style of the plenishing, is evidently intended for one of the fair sex. Indeed, one has already taken possession of it, as evinced by some female apparel, suspended upon pegs against the wall. A pincushion with a brooch in it on the dressing-table, bracelets and a necklace besides, with two or three scent-bottles, and several other toilet trifles scattered about in front of the framed glass. They cannot be the belongings of old Joe's wife, nor yet his daughter, for among the many parts he has played in life, that of Benedict has not been. A bachelor he is, and a bachelor he intends staying to the end of the chapter. Who then is the owner of the brooch, bracelets, and other bijouterie? In a word, his niece, a slip of a girl who was under-housemaid at Langoran, like himself, set at large, and now transformed into a full-fledged housekeeper, his own. But before entering on parlour duties at the court, she had seen service in the kitchen under the cook, and some culinary skill then and there acquired now stands her old uncle instead. By her deft manipulation stewed rabbit becomes as jugged hare, so that it would be difficult to tell the difference, while she has at her fingers' ends many other feats of the cuisine that give him gratification. The old servitor of Squire Wynne is in his way a gourmet, and has a tooth for toothsome things. His accomplished niece, with somewhat of his own cleverness, bears the pretty name of Amy, Amy Priest, for she is his brother's child, and she is pretty as her name, a bright, blooming girl, rose-cheeked with form well-rounded, a flesh firm as a ribstone pippin, her cheerful countenance lights up the kitchen, late shadowed by the presence and dark scowling features of Coracle Dick, brightens it even more than the brand-new tinware or the whitewash upon its walls. Old Joe rejoices, and, if he have a regret, it is that he had not long ago taken up housekeeping for himself. But this thought suggests another contradicting it. How could he, while his young mistress lived? She is so much beloved by him, whose many beneficences have made him, as he is, independent for the rest of his days, never more to be harassed by care or distressed by toil, one of her latest largesses, the very last, being to bestow upon him the pretty pleasure-craft bearing her own name. This she had actually done on the morning of that day, the twenty-first anniversary of her birth, as it was the last of her life thus by an act of grand generosity commemorating two events so strangely terribly in contrast and as though some presentiment forewarned her of her own sad fate so soon to follow she had secured the gift by a scrap of writing thus at the change in the langoran household enabling its old boatman to claim the boat and obtain it too it's now laying just below at the brook's mouth by the withybed, where Joe has made a mooring place for it. The handsome thing would fetch fifty pounds, 
and many a wise waterman would give his year's earnings to possess it indeed more than one has been after it using arguments to induce its owner to dispose of it pointing out how idle of him to keep a craft so little suited to his present calling all in vain old joe would sooner sell his last shirt or the newly bought furniture of his house sooner go begging than part with that boat it oft bore him beside his late mistress so much lamented it will still bear him lamenting her ay for the rest of his life if he has lost the lady he will cling to the souvenir which carries her honoured name but however faithful the old family retainer and affectionate in his memories he does not let their sadness overpower him nor always give way to the same only times when something turns up more vividly than usual recalling gwendolyn wynne to remembrance on other and ordinary occasions he is cheerful enough this being his natural habit and never more than on a certain night shortly after that of his chance encounter with jack wingate when both were a-shopping at rugg's ferry for there and then in addition to the multifarious news imparted to the young waterman he gave the latter an invitation to visit him in his new home which was gladly and offhand accepted a better supper and a drop o something to send it down were the old boatman's words specifying the entertainment the night has come round and the bit of supper is being prepared by amy who is acting as though she was never more called upon to practise the culinary art and according to her own way of thinking she never has been for to let out a little secret the french lady's maid was not the only feminine at langoran court who had cast admiring eyes on the handsome boatman who came there rowing captain ryecroft raising the curtain still higher amy preece's position is exposed she too having been caught in that same net spread for neither not strange then but altogether natural she is now exerting herself to cook a supper that will give gratification to the expected guest she would work her fingers off for jack wingate possibly the uncle may have some suspicion of why she is moving about so alertly and besides looking so pleased like if not a suspicion he has a wish and a hope nothing in life now would be so much to his mind as to see his niece married to the man he has invited to visit him for never in all his life has old joe met one he so greatly cottons to his intercourse with the young waterman though scarce six months old seems as if it had been of twice as many years so friendly and pleasant he not only wants it continued but wishes it to become nearer and dearer if his niece be baiting a trap in the cooking of the supper he has himself set that trap by the invite he gave to the expected guest a gentle tapping at the door tells him the trigger is touched and responding to the signal he calls out that you jack wingate of course it be come in and in jack wingate comes 
End of chapter 11. Read by Lars Rolander.